Hello and welcome everybody to the YDDL podcast. It is a strange, dark time this offseason. We're coming at you on uh, March 24th. Um, most of us, I'm assuming, if not all of us, are in our houses and will be for the foreseeable future. I am joined, as usual, by Alex Eifler. Alex, how you doing, man? I'm also homestuck, but... Uh... I guess I'm one of the people who works from home with some regularity, so this doesn't feel all that abnormal to me. You know, the abnormal part is that my kids are running around all day in the house, and that's uh, that's the most problematic part. Um, but uh, at, they're old enough that they can kind of manage themselves, and having an au pair is like the best thing. So um, yeah. it's it's not we're not doing as bad as some other people are. I hope uh, all of our listeners out there are doing okay as well. Yeah, I, I, I'll echo those sentiments. Like, you know, I have mixed feelings about doing a podcast because it feels pretty frivolous in a very serious time. But the flip side is, I think it's really important that we just keep on doing our activities and, um, and trying to take care of ourselves. And I, I would hope that at least a couple of you are going to be uh, happy to hear from us. And maybe this is a good time to get involved with doing something like this so that we can stay in communication during this challenging time. Um, Alex, I know that we're sort of coming at everybody roughly a week after the major free agency news. Um, there have been some moving parts. There's probably still a few dominoes that are going to get knocked over here. Uh, I'm curious, you know, if you think that there's a big player winner and loser so far uh, in this free agency in terms of dynasty value player winner um so not owner yeah but actual player in the league um yeah we can we can sort of get back at that like the 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 team angle in a little bit but i'm sort of curious just as a starting point like which player do you think gains the most value based on the move here i think that there are probably two guys that come to mind for me um the first one, I think, is David Johnson, because I think that he goes from being an afterthought in Arizona to being Bill O'Brien's like first, last, and always. And Bill O'Brien gave a lot of carries to a very, very, very thoroughly mediocre Carlos Hyde last year um, and made Carlos Hyde you know, relevant well after his expiration date. Um, and I think that that bodes well for David Johnson, who really languished last season in Arizona. So I think in terms of like percent of value increased, I think that you know David Johnson is back in the conversation as potentially a top 12 back just by dint of the fact that they're going to give him a lot of work and they're going to throw him the ball. What's your take? Uh, I think that that's a good take. Um, I think I'm going to go with like a, a silly one and say, I think it might be Tom Brady. Uh, cause there were, you know, you, you Brady's outcomes went, went from, does he retire to, does he go back to new England to, um, you know, what's the plan? And I think now he plays for two more years. Uh, like, I don't think he goes to Tampa Bay if he's not going to do this for two years. Uh, so just in terms of thinking about his outcomes, Brady, went from potentially zero to potentially something again. 
Uh, and also he's joining an offense where he's got some significant weapons and a coach that really likes to throw it. I don't know if he still can throw it, um, but, you know, at least now he's got a shot. Thoughts? Well, I, I like that this is consistent with two bets that you've won against me. The one bet being that Tom Brady would play for more time than I thought he would, and the second that Jameis Winston would play for less time than I thought he would. And I think that both of these came to fruition or you know, were reinforced in one free agent move. And um, that, that must have made you at least smile a little bit. I mean, I've been smiling pretty much at all of our bets. I don't think you've won any of our bets in the last two or three years. <laughs> it's pretty much every time that we get to a place where we're about to bet, you should just say, you know what, maybe not. <laughs> but that's okay. I, I like money, so it's okay. Um, go ahead. You, you, want, you want to say something there? No, it's fair. Um, I think that generally you give there... me, I think you give me pretty bad terms in the bets and I take them just because I like to be confrontational. Um, but you've, <laughs> you've won them all. You're like, I don't think that James plays anymore. I bet he plays under 55 more games. And I'm like, what? no, no, no. Our bet was 16. Our bet was 16. <laughs> I thought you made it 30. Games. I so, thought you anyway. made it 30. I don't know. Uh, whichever. <laughs> well, it's in the email, so we'll we'll figure it out. But anyway, uh, there, no, I think it, what's interesting, like not to make this podcast about my team, but I don't think there's any team in our league that's had more news than my team. I have Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins. I've got David Johnson. I've got uh, Randall Cobb, who also is involved in all this nonsense. Mitchell Trubisky, who probably lost value pretty significantly with the Nick Foles move. Uh, I've got uh, Tom Brady. Um, don't I have Tom Brady? Yeah, I do. I have Tom Brady. Um, and also, quietly, Nelson Aguilar has changed teams. So I don't think that's a particularly good landing spot for him. But, you know, notably, I would say, like, half of my players have had major value changes this offseason. Yeah, even um, more than that. I, I think you're actually underselling it somehow. I think Watson goes down. He's lost value because he lost Nuke. I think Zeke value yep. goes up because he re-signed um, and also because Dak is back um, and also because Amari's gone. Adrian Peterson is done. Um, Hopkins changed teams. Um, Randall Cobb is maybe the number one receiver in Houston, question mark. Uh, Trubisky <laughs> now has to – Trubisky's competing with somebody. Um, let's see, who signed in Chicago? Nick yeah, Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. So that's got to be a that's got to be a, a slight knock on uh, on your boy Mitch Trubisky. Uh, I agree about yeah. Aguilar. Dante Pettis is apparently on the trade block and will be released soon, if not traded. David Johnson, you mentioned, like there's a lot of moving pieces here. I th I think that yeah, your your team is in a very interesting spot. But like you said, you know Tom Brady probably does see. If they can keep him clean and he doesn't get injured behind that kind of lackluster offensive line, um, he should see an increase in value so that your Trubisky problems and your Deshaun Watson problems might be kind of glossed over. Yeah. Uh, and I, I look, I mean, I think I was going into sell mode very likely. So the only thing that this might do is make me delay the sell just a slight bit, but I don't have much in the way of draft picks to sort of bolster this team. So it's not looking good for this year. 
if I get the right offers, come at me, boys. We'll see. Um, there are a, a few other like major things to discuss. I, I like. I sort of prepped you a week ago when we talked about this. Like, which which quarterback future are you buying the most right now? I'm going to give you three choices, and one of them is very different than the others. Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Tom Brady. Who do you want in Dynasty right now out of those three players? Hmm. I think I'm going with <laughs> my instinct yeah, I know, my, right? yeah my instinct is to say cam newton because i don't think he's done um and i think that he's actually been good and might be good again um james did have lasik so that's worth something um it turns out that all that squinting he's been doing um is because he can't fucking see um which i think is clear if you've i don't know watched him play or looked at his stats so uh it's possible that we see a Jameis Winston turnaround. And I think Jameis Winston to the Patriots would be a hilarious uh, turn of events, especially if Jameis Winston turned out to be, you know, the, the second coming for, uh, for Belichick. Um, I would but, love to see that who, too, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Who do you like? I, I, I answered the exact same way, um, which is kind of boring for the podcast. But I, first off, my answer is none of them. Um, although Brady, you know, is at least interesting if you're a short-termer here. Uh, Cam Newton is the, is the dynasty value that I think has the most potential to blossom again. You kind of have to be betting on the fact that medically he's finally going to be able to do something. But if that was the case, I don't love that he, he is the guy who lost this uh, – uh, musical chairs or whatever you call it, uh, and, and is really without a spot right now. Now, if Belichick is playing his hand correctly and is trying to get Cam Newton at a discount, then uh, then who knows? Because that's actually a, a decent long-term spot for him. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think, you know, Brady signing – it's not, not Brady. Uh, Belichick signing Hoyer recently is kind of a bizarre thing. Um, obviously, it's cheap, but that's that looks like the type of thing where they – they want to bridge for next offseason is what it looks like to me. Um, you know, notably, though, two of the three guys that we're talking about right here are on our champions team. Um, Drew has both Jameis and Cam. Should he be worried? I'm going to say that he also has Josh Allen, who has probably had a decent improvement in value, um, given that he can now throw to Stephon Diggs. And Diggs is kind of the perfect type of receiver for him. And I think you brought this up when we spoke uh, previously. Diggs is an elite separator. Diggs can get deep, and he doesn't have to be thrown open, which is a thing that Josh Allen doesn't do super well. You know, he just gets open, and Josh Allen can rifle him the ball. Um, that's, a, that's a really good fit for Allen and should put him in position to succeed if he's going to succeed. And you know I'm not a big Josh Allen fan. Um, Matt Ryan should be okay as well. Um, you know, he's still in Atlanta. They really haven't um, had that much change. Swapped out Hooper for Hayden Hurst. But otherwise, that offense should look pretty similar with the addition of Todd Gurley. And nobody knows what Todd Gurley is going to be. It is a literal eight ball. You know, you shake it up, you're going to get a different answer every time. I think he'll be okay. 
Um, but I do think that a lot depends on what happens in the next two weeks. And it's possible that both Jameis and Cam are either sitting out the season, are back up somewhere, or are starters. And it's pretty much, again, another you know roll of the dice. What's your take? Um, my take is that Drew's team went from clear favorite to now he's like leading contender, but there's a difference, you know? I just think that his depth is going to be challenged in a way. Um, and, you, you know, the other small point there is that John Brown is on this team. And John Brown, I think, has the perfect quarterback already there, too. I'm really curious to see if there's room for both John Brown and uh, Diggs in that offense or if Brown's numbers come back a little bit. Because I think Brown had that resurgence last year directly as a result of being in the perfect spot. So I, I don't think that changes. I just think, like, if Diggs is getting way more of the targets there, and then maybe that's a little less dependable. Um, and it already wasn't that dependable. So, um, but I think, you know, Drew, Drew's team, as you sort of comb through it, enough of these players, their value is not going to change. And they're exactly where they should be. You know, we still have Kittle on this team. We still have Saquon on this team. We still have Kelsey on this team. He'll be fine. Um, so um, give me a question, something that you want to talk about from this past week of free agency moves. Yeah, gladly. Um, what's the deal with the Raiders? Are they good? Is there value there? What's going on? Do you, do you, they're going to play in Las Vegas if there is an NFL season. Um, what's your take on them? Who would you buy in that offense? Who do you like? Like, what's the feeling you get? Oh, God. That's like a really interesting question. Uh, oh, sorry. I should mean, I have made it a boring question? I apologize. No, 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 no. First off, I, like, I just, I think the Raiders are borderline cursed right now. Um, <laughs> I'm not really. No, I'm serious. I, I, you you like, think Al, Al I Davis is hunting that team? <laughs> I mean, like, so there's so many things that they need. Um, the running game was actually pretty good last year. Uh, I feel like this team is like sort of stuck in limbo. And in the, in the NFL, that doesn't happen as often as it does in other sports. Like, the NBA, it's such a curse to be in limbo. Um, but, like, this team is never the worst, and they're never good. Uh, I don't really see a path forward from their quarterback situation to not feeling that way. Um, I really don't like Mariota there. I feel like that's, <laughs> like, the end of his career. Uh, I think that Carr probably has a shelf life of one season left. So really, like, so you think Carr is just, you think Carr is done? So would you rather have Carr or would you rather have Tom Brady? Right now, Brady. Wow, that's breaking news. I don't know. I've been sort of saying I don't like Carr for a couple seasons now. I think that what he's had is he's had a leash, and now the leash is short. So like, I'm not going to back off the take. Um, I mean, like, there's always an argument that a guy is more talented than the system and that he's, you know, stifled by the coaching. And it's possible that Carr is able to get a revival of the career by going somewhere else. But do you really think it's going to happen in this offense? I mean, I, I was never a huge Derek Carr fan. Um, they don't really have great options at wide receiver. I like Josh Jacobs at running back. But um, not, none of the pieces other than Jacobs on this team are all that enticing to me. Um, even Nelson Aguilar, 
And I think, like you said, Mariota is another treading water option there and is probably not going to help. So, yeah, did you know that, that uh, Kaiser is on this team? That who? Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser. No, I did not know that Deshaun Kaiser is on this team, but he's the perfect so, guy to be so, on this team. <laughs> well, it's not, it doesn't even end there. They have four quarterbacks currently on the roster, and you're going to giggle as I tell you their names. First off, it's Carr. Okay, that one you knew. Mariota, obviously you knew. Then it's Kaiser. And did you know that Nathan Peterman ended up there too? It's like, let's collect all the quarterbacks that everyone's ever been ashamed to start. And then like, just like, let them duke it out and see who comes out. It's really bizarre. Why do you go out and get Sean Kaiser and Nathan Peterman? This franchise has no idea what they're doing. See, and, I, actually, like, it, so the, I disagree there. I, I actually kind of like some of the moves that Mayock's been making. I don't think that he, I think he's far from the worst GM. But, you know, if you deal like Daniel Negrano a shit hand, it doesn't mean he's going to win. It just means he's going to play it for all it's worth. You know, you, you still can't. You can't turn, you know, two six offsuit into a winning hand all that often, and that's certainly what he was dealt when he joined up there. I just don't know that he's exactly made the right bets either. You know, Zay Jones, Nelson Aguilar, like I like Waller. Um, we didn't really mention him here, but it, like, what's the plan with going out and getting Jason Witten this off season? Like, what's that about? I like there's just yeah I know it's just like there's so many of these moves that are head scratchers it's what are they doing are they trying that has to to be be... a blocking move that has to be blocking and leadership like I I have to feel like they're trying to create a culture of winning I think Mayock seems like one of the guys who would believe in that and I, I actually don't think that it's bullshit I think that culture of winning is a real thing um and, you know, you could easily argue that Witten's never won anything. And I think that's probably fair. Um, I'm not even sure he's won a playoff game. But, you know, I think that he's probably one of those, like, locker room culture guys that slightly enhances the value of the team's cohesion and the players around him. And also can block yeah. a bit. And they're going to need to block because um, – you know, they are up against some pretty stout defensive lines and they're going to get knocked around. Yeah. All right. Enough on this team. Uh, I'll ask you about one team and then I say we wrap it up, but let's make it a point to, you know, while we're, while we're stuck here um, to continue to chat. And I was thinking that maybe next time we chat, we can actually start doing roster breakdowns of our teams. Sure. Um, the, the Browns, the Browns have made some quiet moves here. Um, are you yay or nay to the way that the Browns are handling this offseason? Um, if you need a recap, I can try to do that for you. Let's see. So what the Browns did this offseason, so they, they lost some defensive personnel. They signed Jack Conklin, so they signed a pretty decent right tackle. They signed Austin Hooper, um, who's a kind of a zone-beater tight end. Um, Let's see. What else did they do? I'm not remembering. They brought in Case Keenum. Gross. Um, what else? What else do you did they do that's of interest? I don't remember anything else off the top of my head. I think you, 
I think you pretty much named it, but what feels good to me is that they're actually not going crazy. Like, I like Austin Hooper for this offense. Um, that, you know, and they, I read an article, it might have been actually Barnwell who wrote this, I can't remember, but about how it's always good to get your backup quarterback to be basically the same type of quarterback as your, as your first stringer. And basically the article was about how Kessler and uh, Baker Mayfield are similar. Um, so I like that. Uh, and I think, you know, improving. The I, I think it's, uh, is no... I think it's Keenum, not Kessler. Is that right? Oh, sorry. Keenum. And, yeah, and by, by the same type of quarterback, you mean not very good. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, what I meant. It is. Um, it is very important that you don't have a good quarterback in a room with mediocre quarterbacks because that could really ruin the quarterback room. And Mike Mayock knows that. That's why he's bringing in yeah. your, all those guys because he knows that you don't want to mess up the uh, the quarterback room. No, but uh, but seriously, I think it would be difficult for Baker Mayfield and company to be more disappointing than they were last year. Um, yeah, I think this team could win nine or ten games. It's possible. They need they need better coaching. I mean, they obviously need better coaching. I think that's that's clear. Um, let's see. So, what exactly do they do at coach? I can't remember. Um, did they hire somebody? I hope they did. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think I, I know they got rid of Freddie Kitchens, which. That was perhaps the worst head coaching hire of the last 10 years in the NFL. They had a totally on the rise roster and they were like, eh, our quarterback likes this guy. <laughs> I mean, like what the hell was that? Oh, God. Oh. It's um, yeah. I understand wanting to please your quarterback and like, remember that this was done in the context of, um, the whole like Sean McVay coach whisper, Andy Reid, all that, or a quarterback whisper, all those like kind of, well, as long as you can maximize the offense, you can be good. Um, and then we saw that the one year disruption was kind of, it fell back to earth and, and Sean McVay had a pretty mediocre year. Um, Kevin Stefanski um, is who they hired. And I think Stefanski is a bright guy. Um, you know, he's another, you know, offensive assistant. Uh, that they've brought in rather than kind of like a, you know, a, like a, a CEO type. So, yeah. you know, we'll see, you know, he is, he's a smart guy. Um, and I say that because he went to my alma mater, not that everyone who does is because there's also a current chief executive who went to my alma mater. And I wouldn't say that he is necessarily a smart guy, but I think Stefanski is. Um, and, you know, he's piloted some reasonable offenses in Minnesota. He certainly um, got them to run the ball last year a lot. And if you're a Chubb owner, I think you have to be excited about that. Coupled with, you know, the Conklin signing, it probably says good things for Chubb, but they also just tendered um, at a pretty high level uh, what's his name? The the asshole from the Chiefs. God, uh, his name escapes me. I was just letting you go there. That was quite a, quite a long uh, 
soliloquy. It was, it, was a, it was a good rant. God, what's that guy's name? Um, Is there, are you talking about a player or a coach? No, the, the player, the one that got kicked out of uh, Kansas City and is now the running back for uh, Kareem Hunt. Sorry, took me a second. Yeah, yeah so they, they, they tendered Kareem Hunt at a pretty high level. I think that you yeah, could say I like that, that move because he, he's a good third down back for them. Yeah, I mean, like, especially if – and if there's an injury to Chubb, you know, Hunt can step in. I think that it's an uptick for Chubb. I don't know – I mean, it's going to be difficult for it to not be an uptick for Baker Mayfield with, a, with improvements to the offensive line and really no problems there. Another target at, at tight end. Uh, so yeah, I, so, I feel like so, it's an upgrade across the board, but – you know, again, there's plenty of room for upgrades without upgrades. them being yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I, think we gotta, I think we got to wait and see now. We got to wait and see. But, uh, like, on, on the whole, like, I feel like that team could surprise is my, my takeaway. And it, it does lead me into, for next time, what I want to do. Um, I think we should start with Steven's team. Um, we don't talk about Steven's team enough. Um, he is the Nick Chubb owner. He was our surprise contender this past year. Um, are we buying the rise? Are we not? So, you know, I think you and I should talk offline. We'll come up with three teams. We can do four podcasts. We'll do three, 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 and three. Um, and just sort of walk our way through the rosters like we did last offseason. Um, we can get started on that. And also, I think anybody who wants to join our podcast, stuck at home. There's no better time. You're invited. Um, so, Alex, I got to wrap us up. I got kid stuff to do. Um, and I will speak to you soon. Does that sound all right? Yeah, definitely. It's good talking to you, brother. Right back at you. Stay safe, all right? Yeah, you too. Stay uh, stay healthy out there, all of our listeners. Um, and uh, yeah. we'll be back, back next and week. your families. Yep, back next week. Talk to you soon, bud. Bye.